What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Bringing It Back podcast. We are so honored that you're here. Our heart is to help you figure out how to navigate life well while keeping Scripture at the foundation of all that we do. We are so excited for this week. Let's get into it. Welcome, everyone, to Bringing It Back. We are bringing it back to another episode this week. Am I right? That's right. <laughs> I, of course, am your gracious co-host, Jonah Stairs. <clears throat> this is where you introduce yourself. Uh, you normally introduce me. Well, you know, and as you guys know, my name is Mike Mosley, and I am so thankful that you would take a little bit of time out of your week to listen to us talk. Oh, yeah. But and listen, <laughs> today is yeah. an extra special podcast that we have for you all because we have only our second ever guest on the podcast. Just a sweet little piece of white chocolate Just coming to you. From big, Ireland. <laughs> straight from Ireland. <laughs> If you had the chance to change your face, (laughs) would you? No. Today, our guest is someone who has been very influential in Jonah and I's lives. He um, has very much challenged me in my ways of thinking a lot, which I appreciate, and has been such um, an integral part of my spiritual growth. I'm sure Jonah would say the same thing as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's welcome with thunderous applause. Yeah. Ron Griffin. Come on, ladies and guys, how are you doing? Oh, man, Ron. <laughs> thank you so much for being here today. No, it's an honor to be here. Thanks for asking. And I'm excited to uh, talk to the thousands and thousands of people. That are yeah, millions at this millions point. Millions at this point, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah, a great clickers point. going crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Ron, before we get started, just so your, your listeners, the people who are hearing your voice, know you a little bit. If you had to eat only one ethnicity of food for the rest of your life, so you can have like Mexican, Italian, I said American the other day. All right, what is it? Talk to me. Vietnamese food. Whoa, Vietnamese. Vietnamese or Thai, hands down. down. Or Thai, which one? Uh, I'd probably go Vietnamese. Okay, unpack that for me. Uh, It is just, so so, uh, two things I really like is 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 pho, which is the noodle soup and get all kinds of that. And then also the banh mi, which is the bread sandwich that's like, it's on, it is so Is that what Lone Wolf does? They do a type of that. Okay. Yes. Not a good type? No, no, it is. It's, it's just kind okay. of like an updated, sure. you know, definitely a cool way to do okay, it. Okay, yeah. But it's yeah. based on that sandwich. Yes, it is. Gotcha. But if you go to Vietnam, to Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that as well. Yeah, okay. uh, Middle Eastern. I love all all sorts of uh, ethnic foods. Okay. Just, I love it. But Vietnamese is what you're selling on. That's what I'm going all for. Right. Well, hey. That's my, that's my jam. I feel like we got a good pulse on the rim now. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I know you deeper now. Yeah. So, man, well, we're talking about the rest of your life, it's a long time. And you're, yeah. Yeah. It. You've been through a lot, I feel like, in a lot of different areas as well. So, today, a nice little segue for that yeah. is what we're talking about. We're thinking about the rest of our lives. I know a big concern for a lot of people who are young adults, myself included, is thinking about your life and what you're going to do with it. And as much as Jonah and I would love to offer you some scripture and our opinions on what we think it looks like to do life well, we're also young. I'm only 22. Jonah's 18. 18. <laughs> we just don't have as much wisdom or life experience in this um, area of topic, conversation, whatever you want to call it, yeah. as someone like Ron does. So we wanted to bring on someone who uh, has a great story and also a lot of wisdom to offer on this. So Jonah, talk to us about this. Yeah, I mean, we. I, I think it's one thing, you know, for people our age in sure. our early 20s, it's just craving that piece of identity that is basically saying, 
this is my purpose, you know, as an individual, but also I think there's the aspect of this is my purpose mm-hmm. as, um, as a Christian, sure. you know, as a follower of Christ. And I think that's kind of a, a two-parter, but, uh, Ron, we, we know you've been through a lot of different experiences. You have a, a pretty, uh, I guess, <laughs> very diverse, yeah, diverse, diverse life experience. <laughs> so if, if you can just give us a, a quick synopsis of you know your adult life and what's that look what what that has looked like uh for you and then we can jump into some more specifics yeah um diverse is a very mild (laughs) my my trajectory of life i am currently the executive director here at shepherd's fold ranch we're a christian camp uh, and retreat center and so i've been here for 10 years now and it has, um, I have no uh, executive director background in nonprofits. I have sure. a business background. And even before that, I was actually in the military. So I was, I grew up going to Shepherd's Foldest Camp. It changed my life forever. And I ended up, uh, I was on staff as a young man. And then I went straight into the military at the age of 17. And I knew that's what I always wanted to do. There was no, oh, do you want to go to college? No. Um, so I went straight there. I became a Green Beret. Um, I was a sniper. I got to do all sorts of fun stuff to be all over the world. I did that for about 10 years. And then I, I got out of the military right around 9-11 and ended up spending three years working for our uh, intelligence services overseas. <laughs> and we'll just leave that part of that. And uh, through doing that, uh, just saw some needs that uh, we could do better with and started my own company with a couple of friends doing armored vehicles for the government. Uh, and so that was crazy. And uh, we did that for about seven years, sold those companies off and was looking for what the Lord had next for me. And, you know, I'd only done business uh, stuff from ground up and all of a sudden this great Camp Shepherds Fold was looking for an executive director. And uh, that's a whole nother long story (laughs) of obedience when you don't want to do the Lord says. But, uh, and and then coming back out here and putting a lot of those business practices uh, into here at Shepherds Fold. So it's really looking back, you can see God's hand in it. And I'm sure we'll get into some of these with your questions. Yeah. But it is a God. God has a plan and it's our job to just listen. So go ahead. I'll throw it back to you. Yeah. Yeah. So as you can tell, Ron's got a lot of different life experiences, but I think something that I've always been super interested in hearing you talk about is um, just kind of what invoked the different changes. And you mentioned obedience a little bit and Mm -hmm. moving from occupation to occupation. Um, But was there anything else maybe um, and how you were feeling about where you were at in life or just different life circumstances that encourages you to change into different occupations and the different points. Because um, obviously being in the military and the intelligence service um, is very different for what you're doing here at Shepherd's Fold. So what kind of mm-hmm. spurred, yeah, profit, very yeah. similar, yeah. very different. Things. Very different. Um, you know, I think that some of the, some of the, transitions were selfish in nature. Okay. Um, some of them were just, uh, I didn't want to raise a family in the military because I was, you know, as a, as a special forces guy, we were already gone six to seven months out of the year before nine right. 11. Okay. And I could, you know, I was, I was smart enough to look around and see their families and just kids need, need parents, you know, and, and right. if you're gone all the time, it's just a constant transition. And that was just something that the Lord laid on my heart that I didn't want for my family. Whenever I did start a family, yeah. And so that was one of the big reasons after I got married, I was married for about the last year and change that I was in the, in the, in the army. And I just, it was one of those things where I just, I wanted to, to start my family, not based around me being gone all 
Um, and so other transitions were just, it, it was just like a progression of what was currently happening. So leaving the military, getting ready to go to college instead of there, went overseas and worked um, for a couple of years. And then through that, this, uh, you know, God opened the door for this company. And through that, just kind of leaning in on him and just walking out who I was as a Christian while I was doing this. It was like, um, was I in the ministry? No, we were making armored vehicles for the government. Right. But my ministry became my day to day um, kind of who I was and how I walked. Mm -hmm. So yeah. people would know what I was doing and who who I was. Gotcha. Yeah. And I. I have a question that kind of feeds into that a little bit is, and I think you kind of touched on it a little bit, but throughout your life, as far as following the Lord and feeling like you're, you're on the path that he's set before you, have there been times where you feel like he's given you a, a deeper look or a farther look into the, into your future and what that might look like? Or do you feel like for the most part, it's pretty much been a step-by-step -step walk of faith kind of blind to what is further down the road and just working with what's right in front of you. What, what does that look like in your life? My, my life has always been a step-by-step. -step. Okay. Um, you know, I heard a pastor say either he shows you the big vision and not how to get there, or he doesn't show you the big vision <laughs> and just the next step. <laughs> yeah. And so I've been a next step yeah. type of guy. Um, and that requires faith. And I think that's a tool that the Lord uses in our lives to say, hey, do you trust me? I'm going to just ask you to do this. And what I found is with those steps of obedience is that the Lord has always been faithful back to me and given me growth in, in faith and trust in him. So it's kind of like this really cool walk. Sure. And, and I think, you know, I would say to those who are listening, um, don't get so um, wrapped around not knowing what you're going to be doing in 10 years and focus on what the Lord's telling you to do today. Yeah, because you can get so well, I'm processing where I'm supposed to be in 15 or 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Love that word. And you miss Story the person in the parking lot that you're supposed to be. Right. Yeah. That the Lord's trying to lead you towards. Say, hey, you just go go talk to them. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think that that really speaks to me specifically because I feel like for most of my life it's been a very much a step by step process with the Lord. But it's almost like I want so badly for Him to just tell me everything. Yeah. So I spend so much time coming up with these ideas and these plans and these alternate destinies for myself or mm -hmm. whatever. And it's just, you know, then I start getting so wrapped up in what's not even happening in my life right now that I end up, you know, missing things, yeah. you know, and I feel like in God's grace, he, he's always bringing me back and just saying, all right, you know what? Let's just come back to the, to today. Let's bring it in, champ. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's bring it back, if you will. And and so that's definitely been um, an encouraging process with the Lord for me. But. Yeah, I think something I've been struggling with, maybe or trying to get myself from head knowledge to heart knowledge a little bit, is how to get myself out of the mindset of the different like categorizing my life. So having mm -hmm. like Shepherd's Fold as a ministry opportunity, right. or the missions department that I work in as a ministry yep. opportunity. Um, and then how to just make my life my ministry instead. Yeah. Um, and you touched on this a little bit, but I think I'd love to hear a little bit more about um, what you think was maybe the most difficult or maybe the easiest thing about living missionally and bringing um, kingdom perspectives into your day-to-day -day lives and different jobs where you weren't necessarily in a ministry occupation. Yeah, I mean, I think that 
there was a, a time of growth in my life that I was really able to latch on to the fact that I'm not in ministry, sure. but my life's kind of the reason I'm here is to glorify God and to worship Him. Right. And the question is, how do you do that on a daily basis when you're not in the ministry? Um, and that just became kind of how I walked my life out was um, we reflect who He is so people can see what they need to see in Him. Mm -hmm. So just to... If they don't see anything different in me as a Christian to want that, then I am not living out how I should be living missionally. Yeah. Whether that's working yeah. at a bakery, whether that's working at Starbucks sure. or in the ministry or at a pulpit. If you're not doing those things and reflecting the light of God to other people, why would they want to change what they're currently doing? Yeah. Yeah. They've got to see something in you, which... Spoiler alert, it's Jesus, <laughs> to, to want to change. Because without that, you're just another person spouting off your views. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's where having him inside of us changes everything. Sure. Yeah. Um, if we don't do that, you know, it, they got to see the change to want it. Sure. Yeah. Do you feel like your approach to that has changed at all? Being and I guess you would consider executive director maybe a little bit more of a ministry position. Do you feel like that mindset has had to change at all since you've been there, or you've had different challenges that have come up from being a in a position that's paying you specifically, I guess, to do ministry in a sense? Um, I think it's I think it's just being able to adopt the fact that this is who you are and this is who God has called you to be no matter what right. you're doing. Because you can be an executive director and go on vacation and be a total turd, right? You know? Yeah, and, right. And, and not hit people or <laughs> sure. not, yeah. Sorry, Zach. Total turn. <laughs> Let's cut that out. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it's just real thing. You know, there yeah. are a lot of people that that aren't um, reflecting Jesus's love in everything they do. That kingdom right. mentality of it doesn't matter. You know, if I if I see someone struggling, and I should I go help them, right. or do I need to go on my way? And I feel like those are the things. Those little things, I think, will be shocked when we get to heaven and they just lay it all out. The ripple effect on the little things we do for people and showing right. them God's love. Um, and on that, you know, helping people is great, but sure. I, you also have to circle back around and tell them why you did it. Because there's a lot of nice people. Right. And I just think, hey, God loves you, man. I'm here right. because I want you to know that God loves you. That's why I'm here helping you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like at least, so I, I've mentioned this, I go to ORU. So I see a lot of people that um, say that they're called to ministry, which I don't want to discount at all. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of young believers would maybe look at ministry as almost getting paid to be a Christian a little bit mm -hmm. and would rely on that occupation or that position um, to be the reason that they're living their life in a certain way. And I feel like from my perspective, that's almost an easier thing to rely on a certain position. Um, so it's almost a lot harder to have a job that has nothing to do with the church at all um, and to still find a way to be Jesus. So would you say that, um, I guess in those different aspects, that there's different approaches that you have to take to doing that within different occupations? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. Well, <laughs> well it's, it, you know, we see a lot of people that are in full-time ministry Failing, right? Yeah, you know, and we see a lot of people that uh, aren't in full time ministry doing great things for right. the Lord. I think it becomes your life. What is your life? What are you here for in your missional goal of your life? So, it does. Once again, it shouldn't matter if you're called to teach in front of a congregation or if you're called to teach in a schoolhouse. You should be shining the light that yeah. you have inside you. And okay. that light only gets connected through your personal relationship with the Lord. Right. If you don't have that, if you're not spending time, well, how, how much can you do that? How much can you talk about this person that you don't really know? Sure. Yeah. So the more you get familiar with that, the more that light's going to shine. And, and not like, oh, I can quote all these verses, but things in your life that are actually growing sure. and you're, you're understanding 
the big picture of the Bible instead of this is the stuff that I learned in school, but right. how this works. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's, that's really important because, I mean, I, I feel like what you're talking about is that process in your relationship with the Lord of being constantly transformed in the way you think and the way you act and, and growing in your relationship with him, people will notice. Like yeah. you, you don't even necessarily have to think about how am I going to minister today? How am I going to, you know, make sure that I talk to six people about Jesus today? Yeah. Well, first of all, make sure you're connecting with Jesus yeah. and people will notice, you yeah. know, and, and don't fil don't filter him out of your life. That's something yeah. that I always felt like I struggled with that I kind of learned a hard lesson about, you know, I felt convicted at one point, somebody was asking me about my life and I didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable. Mm. So I filtered Jesus out of my own testimony, mm. which just doesn't even make sense. Right. You know, they're asking, they yeah. want to know, yeah. they want to connect. I'll give you, I'll give you for instance about, you sure. know, not being anywhere near ministry, but still right. being able to minister. So I was in Baghdad, Iraq, right after the, the, okay. the bullet started, stopped falling. Uh, you know? So this was in two, <laughs> 2000, I guess three. Okay. Right? Is that three or four? Anyway, it's 2003. Right. I was there at the, I think, August. And there was a guy that was in the similar, you know, we jokingly call it knuckle, knuckle draggers. You know, we've got okay. guns everywhere, armor, right. everyone's, you know, doing this stuff, driving all around Baghdad. And um, he identified something in me. He's like, man, you just always seem like you, you got it together and like this stuff isn't bothering you. And started asking me questions about, what it is that I'm always kind to people. I'm always right. you know, there to help people. And I literally was able to, to talk to him and he's a former, you know, he used to believe a lot, a lot, long time ago. We were able to reconnect through that, Okay. but he had to see something in me that was different than everyone else. Yeah. Right. And that light that I had, because I was studying, I was, it's like the third time I was reading purpose driven life. And so, you know, that thing gets you motivated. Right. And I actually gave him my copy. I'm like, dude, if you do one thing, I'm going to give you this. I was literally getting on a plane to leave the country. And I ran back, got it out of my bag, went over. I'm like, dude, you need to read this book. Sure. And you know, just those little things. And you know, years later, he has just thanked me so much because I, we took the time to make that connection. Right. Um, but if I wasn't staying plugged in myself, how is someone going to see me different than anyone else? How can they identify what that right. is? Well, it's funny that Shedex actually have a verse because Ron, you know, <laughs> whether you've listened to this pod or not, you know, that we're big fans of bringing it back. We're always bringing it back. But man, just because we do want to keep this scripturally based and we do love Ron, but Ron's word is not final. So we want to point you guys back to scriptures, what we know to be true. Um, and John 13, 34 through 35 says, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Mm. Um, so I feel like, I don't know, we were talking the other day, I think maybe we talked about this last week of just the American church and having like mm. high on knowledge, low on obedience. So I feel like this is one of the verses that we just consistently overlook um, and we'll almost put more stock in um, having the right answer or having a verse to throw at somebody all the time instead of just letting our actions speak for us yeah. um, and trying so hard to be understood and making sense of everything instead of just living out what we're already told to live out a yeah. little bit. Well, and I love just to bring it back to another scripture, right? Mm -hmm. To reinforce this point is uh, Philippians chapter one, verse 27 says, whatever happens, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And, 
you know, I, I think the easy part to take out of that is just, oh, conduct yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Like, that's a pretty high standard. Right. But also, don't forget, it says whatever happens. Right. Whether you're in the military or whether you're, you know, at ORU or you work in a secular job, whatever it is, whatever happens, sure. you should be conducting yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ, yeah. which is relationship with Jesus, which is right. your life is reflecting the kingdom. I mean, Jesus says himself, if you love me, you obey my commands. Right. I mean, there's not really anything cryptic about what he's nope. saying there. Very straightforward. Yeah. And, you know, that's a great setup. Thank you, Jonah, for the verse I brought. Oh, hey. <laughs> I also like to bring it back in that. Uh, that's what I like John, to hear. John 15, 5. This is one of my sure. life verses. I'm the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And so that, for me, what that does is also show the importance of your daily walk and how you yourself are refreshing yourself with the Lord every day. And so then when you go out to wherever that is, you know, that you're ready to take on whatever comes because sure. whatever happens, we should be ready to shine his light. Okay. Yeah, that's good. So I guess more of a broader question that I would ask is, as believers, we've talked a lot about living missionally and what our purpose is. What would you say, just to make it super simple, what is our purpose in life? And if if I can throw in, just to pair it with, as a follow-up question, how do you balance, or is there even a difference between your individual purpose and your pur purpose as a Christian? Yeah. yeah. Um, great question. I think the answer to your question, Joan, is no. It okay. can't be a different thing. Yeah. Because then you'll find yourself living two different lives. Yeah. I think that's a good um, point. If you're if you're saying I can live here, but then I got my Jesus life, then we've missed the whole point of yeah. abiding. Right. Absolutely. Being, a, being okay. a disciple. So um I I would say that uh it's learning who you are in the Lord by your personal identification of I am a child of God. This is who I am. You strip everything away. Sure. No matter what job I have, no matter what is going on, whether I have some sort of terminal issue. Whatever it looks like, who are you right. as a child of God? And those answers only come with time with the mm -hmm. Lord and really getting uh, understanding and, and maturity. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is. The, the Lord has to take you through some things. But if you trust him, you'll get through those things. So I would say, you know, our purpose is to worship God, number one. Okay. But in doing that, I know it's like the easy church answer, <laughs> um, but but. It is. It mm -hmm. all starts from there. But then once we get that understanding of how we worship him and why we worship him, I think other things start coming into light in your life. And it's a process, people. You are not going to jump straight into it and have all this understanding because the God, God is a God of process. He would rather you learn the lessons you need to learn than give you the instant ending that you might want. Mm -hmm. Because if you get that instant ending, you're just going to come up with those same issues again. He is working on your heart and on your mind constantly. And it comes to you, and this will be worth the price of a mission right here, <laughs> in any situation that you're in, you have to stop and ask yourself, Lord, what should I be learning in this moment? Yeah. That is one of the things that have really changed, has changed my life when I'm angry, when, um, when, you know, whatever is happening, even, even the crazy bad stuff, you know, my, my, one of my children was born in the cliff living palette. And in that time was one of the most rich times with the Lord, just asking those big questions. Cause he's not scared of your questions. He'll, he'll unveil things to you as you're going through that. And you just have to trust him. Yeah. And in that trust will become maturity. And then, you know, you get that endurance to run yeah. the race. 
That's good. That's really good. I, I, I feel like I'm the person who needs to hear that like once every week. Yeah. Just like, you know what? It's not a one and done kind of process here. Cause I, I feel like sometimes I hear that and I'm like, okay, I just need to learn, you know, who I am as a child of God. Right. So I'll block out a couple hours this weekend, get that figured out. And then I'm Check good to go. God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I, I think you touched on something really important that continual, just reminding yourself in every situation to go to the Lord and ask him for guidance. And I'm just, I'm wondering as a follow-up to that, do you have any, I guess, tricks or, or any, like what do you do in your life to constantly be remindering, reminding yourself of, hey, I need to be in communion with the Lord right now. Like, are there, are there triggers or signs or, or things going on where you're like, okay, I'm in a situation right now. I need to go to the Lord. Cause sometimes I just don't even think about it. Right. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, I think one of the biggest things I have learned in the last probably 10, 15 years is to relax in the Lord. Mm. I think it's really easy to make this thing to get just so um, ramped up about why am I not hearing his voice? Why is this? Why is that? And all of a sudden it becomes a, uh, just kind of a, a, ch a checklist of things that I have to do and have to not do. And Lord's saying, hey, relax. I'm the God that made the Sabbath. Yeah. I'm the one that thought up rest. I'm the one who thought up humor. I'm the one who thought <laughs> up, you know, all the great things in your life. So kind of uh, pursue me, but have patience and just know that I have a plan in work. You have to trust me. And I think the, the key is really, we just have to trust and keep going to him. You know, like I say at camp, Time spent equals relationship built, right. and that's one of the things you can't you can't expect to to grow in in great you know in in, in measure if you're not spending any time. Right. Yeah. And and that that time is it's not time that you just you're making yourself do it because I have to. It's time that you're like man. It's just I feel more at peace when I spend time with the Lord. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's really, really good. And and the, the yeah. type that works for you. Okay. Because, you know, I went, I've gone through scenes in my life where I didn't read the Bible. Sure. I just listened to worship and, and journal, yeah. you know, or they, I've gone through time where I just crushed learning about what things meant in the Bible. And, sure, yeah. And got a better understanding. The Lord's going to take you through seasons. Relax. Yeah. Pursue Him. Okay. And yeah. it'll be okay. Yeah. Keep your eyes on Man, that's really, really good. Um, well, as we kind of, I guess, start to wrap up a little bit in the next few minutes, um, I think something that I would love to ask is just, what would you find most fulfilling about what you're doing right now? Because I think we probably have a lot of young adults who um, are at a point in their lives where they're trying to figure out what they're going to do, what their occupation is. Um, and a lot of that, I think people will say, like, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. So maybe even like how much validity is there to that <laughs> statement? And what would you say a, is all that? It's a great coffee cup. I mean, <laughs> you, know, um, you know, I, I, I think that, that yeah, it's a big question. Yeah. Only, only big <laughs> questions here. I'm bringing it back. I think, no, I, I, I honestly think that, that God has put me in this place right now and has given me the background that I have to give me some kind of street cred. Sure. Um, <laughs> you definitely have that. The, but, but because I think, I think what people need to see right now is just, um, real people sure. that, that don't have it all together all the time. You know, yeah, we've had great conversations of, yeah. of just stuff, regular things in life. Yep. And, and I'm not trying to be anybody who God hasn't made me because I, I know who he has made me to be and I'm okay, okay with that. Um, and I think that that's something that everybody else who's listening here needs to know that, that God has made you a certain way 
to do certain things because you have something to do and, and you know, you got to find out what that is, but um, don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to be a preacher. If God's not calling you to be a preacher, don't try to be, um, you know, and, and I know ORU people might be like, ah, but honestly, <laughs> God has a plan for everybody. Like yeah. here at Shepherd's Fold, God has to bring people to us that can help us by bringing us money, by having sure. donors. So we need people that have gone out that has a heart for the Lord and just crush it and make a ton of money yeah. so they can help people like us out. That is what God does. He's got the big picture. So don't think you're a bad person because you go into private business because if your heart's after the Lord, he's going to use all that. He's going to sure. use you while you're out there in private business. And then he can use the blessings that he gives you to bless other people. Sure. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's huge. I think one of my favorite verses, I guess one of my life verses that I consistently have to bring myself back to um, is in Colossians. Colossians 3, the first few verses to be specific. Um, it says, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Um, and I think a lot of times, at least... I mean, again, I'm talking for myself. Most of the things I say on this podcast is stuff that like I'm processing through as well. And I'm still figuring out. Um, but I think when I thought a lot about like occupation, what I wanted to do, a big part of that had to do with things that were on this earth and was how much money am I going to make? What does my work schedule look like? Like how flexible is that? Um, and I think really when the answer started to come is when I stopped caring so much about that and started putting all of my energy and effort into the ministries that I was already a part of instead mm -hmm. of trying to set up the next few years of my life a little bit, yeah. um, which I think has been huge for me and just in how I approach my day to day and how I plan things. Cause I'll be honest, every time I have a plan for what I want the next year or five years of my life to look like, it has literally never gone the way that I want it to right. or the way that I think it will. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to, touch really briefly on identity. Uh, I mean, you had talked about knowing who the Lord says you are. Um, what has, has that looked like anything specific in your life as far as, uh, encouragements from other people, or you keep a journal of like, these are identity statements that I have, or do you think that's an important aspect of, of being reminded of who you are is keeping like a written record of that? I mean, yeah, as you know, I'm a big proponent of journaling. Yeah, I think journaling sure. is, is a good good deal. We can get onto that some other time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that uh, anything that reminds you of who you are and, and who you're supposed to be, and I think an identity statement, that's a, it's a big Christianese term. Right, right? yeah, it's so broad, but too. I think that um, when you define who you are in the Lord, to write that down and put it somewhere and actually talk yourself through it, I mean, you know, celebrity uh, uh, counselors make millions of dollars telling people to do positive affirmation. <laughs> yeah. This is spiritual affirmation on yeah, who sure. you are. It sure. works. You should do it. it because when when you come into a gray area, that's what you use to, to, to yeah. figure out, is this a gray area or not? Well, let me look at the things I've said, who I am and who I want to be. Nine times, I'd say probably 10 times out of 10, your answer will be right there. Yeah. You know, God has called me into a place of truth. Okay. Is what am I about to do? Am yeah. I being truthful? Mm -hmm. Well, not exactly. Well, there's your answer. It might be the answer you want, right? but you make those decisions and you make that identity statement of who you are beforehand. So then you have to just make that call. Yeah. You know, it's sure. either it is or it's not. Well, and, and I've even in my own life had a recent experience where it was almost like a Mufasa and Simba moment, you know, over the lake remember who you are, you know, when Mufasa says that to Simba in The Lion King. If you haven't watched The Lion King, oh, is that Lion King? 
funny. I thought it was a uh, funnier. Yeah, no, my friend Mufasa. Um, but it was this moment where, because I've had these statements that I've written out with the Lord that are who I, like, this is who he says I am. And it was almost like there's this moment recently where he just said, Jonah, remember who you are. And it was such a, a great moment because I immediately went to my my notes that I have written out of who I am. And I started reading over those. And part of me was on the one hand, I was like, what am I doing? And then the other part of me was like, oh, I'm so like, I feel so loved and fulfilled right now. <laughs> right. And then I started busting out my old Shepherd's Fold encouragement notes mm. from other staff and reading through those from the past however many years. And it, it was just this really sweet moment of almost feel feeling like I, I was trying to prove myself to be something I wasn't. Yeah. And then Jesus just brings me back and saying, he brings it back. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm sure he does. And he just I'm says, sure Jonah, remember who you are here. Like we yeah. We've been going through this for a long time. Like yeah. this is who you are. Don't you never have to think it's something else, right? And 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 that's going to keep happening. And as you mature, <laughs> but as you mature, those times in between get shorter and shorter. Yeah. And so you'll come to a point where after you kind of have been renewing your mind for so long, you'll just remember who you are in the moment. Yeah. And that's that's like key right there. When yeah. all of a sudden you start having these little wobbles or whatever, and it's like, no, wait, stop. No, yeah. I got you. No, I'm. This is who I am, and I'm not mm. going to fall for this. That's good. And stuff. that's maturity. But you got to keep, you got to keep doing it now. You got to keep reminding yourself now because you're training yourself to be your future self. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's just like that with everything else you do, whether it's, it's spiritually or physically or uh, anything, you got to take the steps now and be consistent with it. And then those things keep getting better. And all of a sudden you look up and be like, oh, wow, this is okay. I'm, I'm getting there. This yeah. is great. That's cool. good stuff. Well, yeah, we'll go ahead and start to wrap up here just because we like to value our listeners' time and not make them sit and listen forever. But yeah, I want to give you the opportunity to any last parting words, anything you want to give to our thousands and thousands <laughs> of listeners that we have at all. Well, we're looking for good staff at Shepherd's Fold. Hey! <laughs> what, is yeah. what is the firms.com? What is the firms.com? We're looking yeah. for people that think this way to yeah. change kids' lives forever. But honestly, um, the I think the thing I want people to know is that God has a plan. Mm-hmm. And you are part of that plan and you need to be part of the plan. So just um, daily abide in him, spend some time and just think about these things as you go through your day. It's it's not that you have to be on your knees with the Bible open, but just try a couple times a day thinking about the Lord and say, Lord, this is great. You know, thank you. I usually start in a place of thanks. That's how mm-hmm. this whole thing got started. Right. Thank you for this beautiful tree. Thank you for the air. Right. Thank you for the weather. And then that heart of thankfulness will start bringing other things. So if you want a step one to get this whole party started, just start thanking the Lord for things. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, man, Ron, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your busy schedule and agreeing to come and talk with us. We really do appreciate it. And again, I just want to say thank you for being such a great mentor in both of our lives. I won't, yeah. I won't speak for Jonah, but I will speak for Jonah. Yeah. Yes. I hope this all makes sense <laughs> I can, yeah. after it's it's all done. But I think, uh, man, it's it's you guys are doing a great job on this podcast. Oh. And I just think that uh, it's yeah, <laughs> I'm just uh, impressed with what you're doing. So good job, guys. Awesome. Well, hey, to our listeners, thank you guys so much for taking a little bit of time we really appreciate you all as always if you want to hear about anything if you want to hear about anything man text me or jonah and if you listen let us know that you did because i want to say thank you because we cannot see who listens to it but that is all we have for you guys on this episode we will see you again in a few weeks peace peace